Hello and welcome to Ottawa Business Journal's continuing coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Michael Curran, the publisher of the Ottawa Business Journal. In this podcast episode, we take a look at one of the most severely impacted business sectors in this health and economic crisis. One industry association estimates that 800,000 jobs in Canada have been lost in this business sector because of COVID-19. And furthermore, there is increasing concern about whether this business sector can rebound after the pandemic passes. Today, we focused on local restaurants, an industry that contributes greatly to the quality of life in Ottawa and beyond. And as always, we've gathered a stellar group of panelists. I'm so appreciative for them joining me to help us explore this industry. First, we have Mark Lapine, the owner of Atelier Restaurant. And Mark and his restaurant have received a national acclaim Welcome, Mark. Hello, happy to be here. Next, we have Joel Peranto, a serial entrepreneur, often connected with Ottawa's tech scene. But today, we're talking to Joel as the owner of Wolfdown Restaurant on Bank Street. Welcome, Joel. Hey, guys. Hello. And last but certainly not least, uh, we have Elias uh, Teodosiu, the owner of two restaurants, uh, Evo and Matty, both located on Preston Street in Little Italy, and uh, Elias was also named as an OBJ Auto Board of Trade 40 Under 40 recipient in 2019. Welcome, Elias. Hello, thanks for having us, Mike. Thank you, thanks for joining us. So let's go back to you, uh, Mark. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, if someone's not familiar with um, uh, Atelier Restaurant, give us a sense of what your restaurant is and how you've been impacted. Sure, yeah, we've... Uh... We've been in operation for 11 years. Uh, we're on Rochester Street, and we serve uh, 12 course menus every night to everyone. Um, <clears throat> have a staff of uh, had a staff of 17, um, and uh, basically our food we like to be experimental. We like to use a lot of uh, new technologies to grow a lot of our own food. We'll garden out back, and then they grow farmland not far off. Um, so we're super passionate about. It's, it's a really unique concept. I think sometimes people use the word, Mark, um, micro-restaurant. I don't know if you agree with that, but it's a, it's a small concept restaurant that, um, uh, and you really try to create a, a true experience. I think all restaurants do, uh, but you in particular. Right. So the restaurant actually is a decent size uh, from what it originally was. Originally, we were 20 seats, and uh, four or five years ago, we expanded. Uh, we're now about 45 seats. Okay. That's good. Um, and I'm going to go to you, uh, Joel, next. So give us a sense of what Wolfdown is. It's a really unique concept and uh, somewhat new to Ottawa as well. And how have you been impacted? Yes, yeah, so um, Wolfdown is a German street food spot. And now that, that is something that uh, is pretty new to North America. Um, we focus specifically on the, the Berlin donor, um, which is the number one street food in Germany, but somehow had never been heard of here. Um, I was introduced to it by my fiance, Daniel, who is German. Um, he's the one who, to blame for all this. He got me hooked on it. And we, we kept coming back from Germany and saying like, this needs to be in Ottawa, like Ottawa needs this. So um, with himself and, and Toby from Shopify, who's German as well, with, with their backing and enthusiasm, we're like, all right, let's, let's open this, this German street food spot. Um, now with, uh, with the COVID crisis and the shutdowns, um, we, our initial stance was that we want to hang in there and stay open as long as we possibly could. 
Um, however, the, the supply chain started to, to fail us and, and kind of forced our hand um, first with, um, you know, we got our bread from the amazing artisan guys. Um, they made the call to shut down. Um, so that, that kind of trickled down. Um, and then just more recently, uh, found out that there's a, a tofu shortage of the, the big slabs that we need for the grill. So that, that was kind of a, a second punch the gut. Um, but we're, we're hanging in one day a week, at least to keep our, our super fans fed um and just kind of patiently waiting to be able to get back in the game okay um elias let's bring you into the conversation to give us a sense of your restaurants and uh what the impact has been from COVID 19. hey guys so uh so our first restaurant Apple Greek kitchen which is on preston street uh we opened that six years ago uh mati uh which is also uh on preston street a street over uh, 428 Preston. Uh, we opened that two, a little over two years ago now. Uh, so uh, Evo is a Greek restaurant, traditional, um, you know, just using a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of my mom's recipes growing up in, in a Greek household, you know, that's, uh, that's the food I grew up on, had a passion for it, been to Greece many years. Um, you know, I thought, I thought uh, there wasn't any real Greek restaurant here in Ottawa, uh, making a splash. Um, just like there's been in different cities. So uh, that was that was the whole, um, that's why we opened Evo. And, uh, and Mati was uh, just uh, year three and four of Evo, getting the itch to open another restaurant. And, you know, I guess that's the entrepreneur side and, and just traveling a little bit and just seeing what's out there, see what else, uh, you know, what other uh, restaurant concepts are, you know, would work in Ottawa and uh just having fun with it right just bringing you know the whole passion of hospitality good food uh and great experience right so and it, of course it's impacted uh just uh both of our dining rooms are both closed uh at evo we always did uber eats we offered it lunch and dinner at evo so um uh, the change there is uh, no dining room but we just continue uh with uber eats but we're more focusing on our curbside pickup and uh and uh, we offer a third-party uh, service that we deliver the food as well. So we've introduced that at Mati as well. And uh, we offer sharing menus for two, for four. And uh, we're just going day by day, week by week here. And uh, um, it's, uh, it's an adjustment for sure. Um, Mark, I want to come back to you. So your decision, uh, as I understand, was to actually close the restaurant. You're, you're aiming for kind of a, a high-end food experience. Um, can you walk us through some of the decisions to why you wanted to close as opposed to look to some sort of delivery option or pickup option? Yeah. Um, I mean, I had, we had a conversation with uh, man managers at the restaurant uh, shortly after we were forced to close the, the dining rooms. Um, and I wanted to get a sense how, how everyone felt about takeout. I wasn't personally comfortable with it. Um, just, you know, it would be, if, if someone was to get sick, for example, um, you know, that would be, it would come, it'd be ultimately my, my uh, responsibility. Um, but, I, I, you know, we had a conversation about it and none of the, I kind of left it to the staff. None of them really um, were super into doing it. Um, and we weren't sure, you know, um, how that would be received with our, our style. Um, so we have thus far have not have decided just to leave it. 
Okay. And, and Joelle, going to you, you kind of have a, a, an evolving uh, approach. It's, it sounded like, you know, you had to close your dining room like many people, but then you, you opted to do a pickup or delivery service, but now you've changed because of the, um, the supply uh, problem. Talk to us about what's happening and how you're evolving. All right. So, I mean, we were always on Uber Eats and all the delivery services from, from day one. Um, and it's, it's actually been a really great additional business model for us. So we just kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll double down on that. Um, so the, the delivery side of things, we're also doing pickup. You just have to order online and then just grab and go. Um, but we are reduced to just being open one day a week because we are missing so many supplies. So we literally have like 20% of our menu that we can still actually make. Um, by no choice of ours, like completely out of our control. Um, so yeah, we're down to Saturdays only, um, but we're talking to Artisan and, and Kevin and trying to get the bread back going in a, in a couple of weeks. And at that point, we'll kind of just kind of try to phase back in. So we just taking it day by day. Okay. And Elias, you did a really good job at giving us a sense of how you've evolved and the fact that you're using some food delivery services. Um, maybe maybe some people who aren't that familiar with the restaurant industry might come to the misconception that you still might be doing well or or that you've replaced a lot of your revenue. So speak to us a little bit more in depth about um, yeah, so, continued yeah. pickups for that, that, that it's certainly a, a fraction of what you are typically seeing. Yeah, so revenue has dropped at least 80% for us, for sure. We've, uh, we have 75% of our staff on EI, so we're not even close to doing what we've what we normally do, but we do have our main, our main staff, our chefs, our sous, uh, our managers, uh, they're all still working. We're keeping them busy. And um, as Mark said, uh, you know, like at the beginning, I closed down uh, the Sunday before uh, the city actually had forced down uh, the close because I just wasn't comfortable with what was happening. Um, uh, I went into quarantine before uh, it all shut down as well on the Saturday, just because I got it. I got some health issues myself, so I have to stay away. So I've been at home now for five weeks at home, and um, I I did the same thing. I asked I asked the chefs, I asked the managers to make sure that everyone's comfortable going into work. It, you know what I mean? It's just it's it was a definitely difficult uh, time, and I wanted to make sure that they were on board with going in. So uh, that was one big decision. So when we knew that they wanted to work, they wanted to stay busy. Uh, they want to keep going, then that's when we sort of made our delivery menus and stuff like that, or sharing menus. And it's been changing week to week, but yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely a lot less than what we're used to. But I mean, it's it's uh, I'm trying to focus on the positives, uh, Michael. Like uh, it's uh, it's it's very important at this time that we, you know, it's very easy to get down and bog down and just, you know, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of negatives. It's it's terrible, but. Um, I think the number one thing for everyone is, is our safety at this point, you know? So I think um, that's pretty much it. And, and Mark, let's come back to you again. Um, you made some careful decisions as you just explained to uh, and opted to shut down. Um, at what point, if we started to look to the future a little bit, and I, I appreciate that might be difficult to do, we're dealing with a, a health crisis here and pandemic, but if you if you were to think about the future, how might you start reopening the business? Is do you have any thoughts on that yet? 
Yeah, we've been talking about uh, some of the changes that we'll have to implement at the restaurant. We've actually walked through and, you know, we need to take that table out, we need to take that table out, just the, the spacing at the restaurant would be completely different, I imagine, people would feel comfortable being in a public space. Um, so, you know, we estimate uh, the operating, potentially operating 70% um, capacity going forward, at least for a good while. Um, what we don't know is how, I mean, I, I know that some people are going to be coming back to the restaurant because I'm receiving emails which encouraging from people asking for reservations in June and July and whatnot. Um, but, but how many people or what percentage of people are going to be comfortable, you know, uh, in the initial, when we start back up, coming back to restaurants, we'll have to wait and see. That we'll have to make decisions like uh, bringing the staff back incrementally on uh, business levels, um, there's lots of unknowns. Okay. And Joel, you, you wrote, uh, and we picked up a little excerpt on OBJ, a, um, a, a blog post on Medium, and shared it on LinkedIn and other social platforms that had a big impact. You, you were being, uh, I guess, a little pessimistic in a sense of, um, uh, of, of what the future of restaurant industry in general be might be. Can, can you expand a little bit on that blog post and, and your thoughts about the future? Yeah, so actually, but glad I get to, to explain. So it wasn't a pessimism. I'm actually extremely optimistic for the future. Okay. There's more of um, an outcry of like, this is what the state is right now, and we need to change this. This needs to change. We can't go on like this. Um, and I'm actually, by, by the response, um, I'm actually very optimistic that we'll be able to come out of this having learned something and go, okay, we need to move forward in a, in a smarter, better way um, and just be more realistic about the economics of this industry. And all I wanted to do with the article is help people understand. And I've been really blown away by the, the response of people going like, oh my God, like I had no idea. Yes, like we're happy to pay more. We get it now. Um, and so based on that response, I'm actually very optimistic. We're gonna make some changes coming out of this to, to try to actually reset and fix. This industry was broken before this um, and, or just in, a rough, in rough shape. Now this really brought everything to light. So why don't we take this as an opportunity to kind of reset, reboot and build from the ground up and, and build it back stronger and build it back properly. And, and that's, what, um, that's what we plan to do at Wolf Dan is actually come out, come out swinging. Okay. Well, th thanks. Thanks for digging a little deeper into that and how people have uh, have reacted. Um, Elias, I want to come back to you. Y you've pivoted in a really interesting way. Uh, you were telling me um, uh, today, earlier today, about a food delivery service that you're contemplating. Can you can you share some more information on that? Yeah. So. Um... Uh, we're going to be starting at groceries. I know a lot of people have been starting groceries through the restaurants and, and all that. So uh, we've, we started building it out about uh, three weeks ago now. Uh, we're creating a whole brand around it. Uh, it'll, uh, so that's, that's pretty much we're going to be selling our meats raw, our cheese, our produce, uh, dairy, pantry. Uh, people are having a really hard time uh, finding uh, certain things at the grocery store, missing it, waiting in line for an hour and a half not being able to, to get the stuff that they were hoping for. Uh, and now restaurants have access to all these things right through our great suppliers uh, that still service us. So, um, uh, so we're just taking a little bit more time to launch it. And uh, in the hopes of, uh, 
doing a sustainable business, not only during the crisis, but something that we can continue on uh, going into the future and uh, maybe even finding a location to run a little, uh, a little market, you know, a little Mediterranean market that uh, hosts just, you know, whether it's uh, we start off with some raw stuff and then we go to who knows what will turn into be. But right now uh, we're doing that online. We're building it through a Shopify platform and uh, we're going to be doing the delivery as well with that. That's, so that's, that's great. Yeah, gets me up in the morning, gets me excited to get up in the morning and start, you know, just doing something. Yeah. Today I was uh, homeschooling my kids, uh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> my wife went in to do the photo shoot today with my partner, Amanda into the restaurant. So I was stuck at home and I was uh, schooling the kids all day today. So when I saw the interview was at 4.30, I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad we were accommodating to you. Mark, we're, we're going to wrap up here in a minute. We'll go one more circle, but I wanted to ask you specifically, Mark, um, how are you feeling? Are, are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? And, and also, um, all of you um, uh, on the line here today have uh, massive fans. You, you have, these are, th these are f uh, three, in fact, four uh, beloved restaurants in our city. Um, what can people do to help? And, and what's, your, what's your thinking about in terms, of, in terms of the level of optimism, Mark? Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic by nature. So, I'm, you know, I, I, I can't help uh, but be optimistic. Um, about the future, uh, people. What what people can do is they can just come back to the restaurants once we are all reopened. I guess simplest answer. Okay, and and Joel, any any quick thoughts on uh, how people might be able to uh, how people might be able to help uh, Joel keep the doors open and and help uh, Wolf Down uh, have a really strong rebound. Just keep doing what they're doing. They're sending so much love. Um, Saturdays are amazing. Um, so just, and even Uber started the little donations thing and we were blown away how many people were using that little button. Um, they're, everybody's just being incredible. So just, not just for Wolfdown, but for all restaurants, like get out there, you know, pay, pay the price you should pay. Um, don't complain. Don't be, don't be cheap. Like it's these people work their butts off to feed you. So appreciate that and, and just go out more and enjoy it and enjoy the city, enjoy the food. Yeah. I, I think people, it's, it's a good, it's a good comment, Joel, because people are obviously pent up and, and uh, we all love the city and, and a big part of loving the city is enjoying restaurants, right? We've had such a remarkable um, evolution in the city's food scene of course, over the last 20 to 30 years and, and uh, all represented, by the way, here by three of you great people. Uh, Elias, I guess you get the last word. Um, what can people do to help Evo, to, to help Maddie and, and the restaurant industry in general? Uh, just continue uh, what they've been doing. Uh, really, like the last two, three weeks have been the strong push. Uh, the last two primarily have been absolutely wonderful. Evo, we're open six days, uh, Tuesday to Sunday. Mati were open on Wednesday to Sunday. Um, uh, they um, just a lot more people are calling in and doing curbside pickup, which is that's that's what that's what we need people to do the curbside pickup. Uh, but we totally understand if people can't leave their homes, just phone us and we'll set up the delivery through a third party uh, versus using a platform like Uber Eats that that charges the thirty percent on top of it, which is not uh, not the best time. But I mean. Sometimes people want to use that platform, so we don't want to shut that door either, right? We want to yeah. open as many doors as possible right now. We're, 
We're starting on DoorDash as well uh, this coming Wednesday at both restaurants. And uh, DoorDash is offering a 0% commission for the first 30 days. And then they're going to, uh, they're going to 15% uh, after that. So we're not sure how popular that platform is, but we're hoping that some of our Uber Eats uh, come over to that side. Yeah, but, a good yeah. message there too, right? Deal with restaurants directly if you can. Yeah, directly, and, yeah. 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 Just call them and you know, it's really it's really nice, especially especially for us in the restaurants. Like we're in it because we have a passion for food, but we're also in it because we have a passion for hospitality, just seeing their faces, hearing their voices. Uh, so it's really nice to be able to grab the phone and, you know, I reach out. I have I have all my customers that, that I send to the menus every single week. I get their orders. I'm on the phone, either text or phone or whatever it is I'm talking to them getting their orders and try to get exactly what they want right and so it's uh it's been it's been a different but it's it's been a fun little challenge and uh, I think we should all be optimistic we'll get through this um let's focus on being safe and uh, I think the future I think when when restaurants do open up again I think it, it definitely will be at a reduced capacity and whatnot maybe you know, there's going to be a lot of things that change for the first little bit, but I think uh, I'm very positive that within time we'll get back to normal and we'll start living our lives like we used to live them. Well, that's a good thought. Thanks, uh, Elias, for ending on a positive note. I can tell all of you have a degree of optimism despite the massive uh, economic impact that you're all suffering through and uh, you're all true entrepreneurs. I can I can tell there's some real entrepreneurial spirit there. So that's it for today. Uh, thank you for watching this video. Thank you to all of our guests. Please stay tuned to uh, obj.ca website and our social media channels for more coverage of COVID-19. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like and uh, follow the channel to get um, notifications on more videos. Thanks everyone for being on the show today. Good luck uh, both, uh, in this and, and well into the future. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.